Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Is the first time that's happened in the Super Bowl, but first and last for Brady are something we've been used to seeing. And he might be the baddest boy of all. If you're talking about Super Bowl appearances, it's his 10th. He's outdistancing franchises, fellas. Let's think about it. Tom Brady has been in more Super Bowls than the greatest franchises in NFL history, if you think about it that way. Incredible. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. We're asking this morning to tell you. And Dexter Jackson, the Super Bowl MVP and key Super Bowl 37 win. Give us your outside-the-box Super Bowl MVP pick. In the spirit of Dexter Jackson winning it out of nowhere to many, Back in 0203, you're outside the box Super Bowl MVP pick. The phone lines are jammed. We'll get to it in a second. From the phone line key to the line, the line is the Bucks are a three-point underdog. Generally speaking, the underdog generally has no pressure in the Super Bowl, but both you and Jay believe even though they are the underdog, they have more pressure on them. That's a rarity for a Super Bowl team. Well, they, you know, the, the pressure for me started just to get to the playoffs when they signed Tom Brady. Then they bring in Gronk, they get A.B., they get Fournette, they sign LaShawn McCoy. So they start to assemble some talent. And you say, well, as long as they make it to the playoffs, then that's a plus. Then they make it to the playoffs, you go, well, they need to win a playoff game. Then they win a playoff game, you go, well, they should win another playoff game. Then they win another playoff game, you go, hmm, it's pressure on them to get to the NFC Championship game and win. Then they go to Green Bay, they win. And now it's like, well, now they're in the Super Bowl. They got Tom Brady. The Super Bowl is in Tampa. They need to win the Super Bowl. And all that pressure is a buildup. Because had they not advanced in the playoffs, we would be sitting here saying, oh, well, they can go next year because we will make all these excuses of why next year is a better year for them. We would talk about the pandemic and Brady throwing at the high school and uh, truncated training camp and they didn't know each other. They got to get to know it. We would make every excuse, and we would give it a pass. But the fact that they're in the Super Bowl now, in their own stadium, the pressure's on. The pressure's on to finish the deal. You know, we could sit up here all day and bring on guys like Tom House, the quarterback coach, and him talk about the velocity in which Tom Brady can throw the ball and he hasn't missed a beat and he can play until he's 46, 47, 55, 60 years old in a wheelchair pretty much. But uh, all I'm saying, nobody knows how long this window is going to stay open for Tom Brady. It's there could be there could be an injury next year at the beginning of the year, Zubin. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're Tampa, you brought him there to take your team to a championship caliber level. And how long is that window where you get a chance to compete? They, they can have a good year next year. Who knows? They can have another injury to a big-time player. Maybe they don't get there. It Just not knowing how much longer Tom Brady can play at this level, even though we can expect he can play longer, uh, it feels like this is one of your best chances because you don't know what the future is going to entail. And you have to think about the fact that the, the script has been flipped. If you go back to the NFC Championship game, while there was pressure, as Key said, on the Bucks, there seemed to be more pressure on Aaron Rodgers. So they've been on both sides of this thing, right? The very last game they played, the game they played to get to the Super Bowl, there wasn't as much pressure because the other team and their quarterback was facing so much. And now the onus is put back on them. Yeah, it's it's a Brady pressure situation because Kansas City, the pressure for Kansas City, if they win the Super Bowl, now it's going to be pressure for a while. If they lose the Super Bowl, it's like, well, they'll get back eventually at some point. But if they win it, 
Now the pressure is like they got to do it every single year because they're young, because of Patrick Mahomes, because of Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, that they are the team that we'll be talking about for the next five, six, seven years. If they lose it, it's kind of like, well, they'll get back at some point. Right, and always remember in the epic discussion of Brady versus Mahomes, this could be, I'm not going to doubt Brady, but this could be the only time they meet in the Super Bowl, and if that happens and Brady gets the one up on him, he might have the all-time discussion at the end mm-hmm. if Mahomes ends up being as great as many people think. Next year, the Bucks, you said it, get a regular off-season program, OTAs, minicamp, an industrious quarterback like Brady would probably show up at rookie minicamp to meet the guys. They're going to get free agents. People want to play with Brady. They can draft 31 or 32, but as the Chiefs have shown, if you draft 31 or 32 in the very last draft, you could get yourself a great player. So there's many reasons to think the best could be ahead for the Bucks. This is Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 this morning. We're asking your outside-the-box Super Bowl MVP pick in the spirit of key Super Bowl championship and Dexter Jackson coming out of nowhere to win the MVP. Kevin in Kansas City. Right there. Kevin in Kansas City. You're on ESPN Radio. Who do you think? Hey, what's up? Good morning. What's happening, man? What up, man? Jay Will and Keyshawn. What's happening? What up, baby? I was a big fan of yours and Keyshawn when you was in Champaign, New York, man. That's what's up. Anyway, make a long story short. MVP is going to be Sammy Watkins. They activated him. My, my, I, I, man, I'm from Kansas City. I've been a Kansas City fan since 1979. I, I, I watched Patrick Mahomes. You know, I'm a big fan of his. But he don't throw to Sammy or, or Robinson. They underneath open all eighty percent of the time. He's always looking for the big play. It's fair. It's fair. Just mm-hmm. for those that are not familiar, Key uh, Watkins' calf injury hasn't actually missed the Chiefs' two playoff games. He actually had this whole issue lingering throughout a good portion of the regular season as well. But when healthy, it's an outside the box choice. No, it is an outside the box choice. Uh, Sammy could. I mean, this could be one of those explosive games like he had at Clemson, right? It could be one of those just. Big time games for him, um, because if they throw deep and you look up and he's got four catches for a buck sixty and two touchdowns, then yeah, now you're talking about something. Marcus in Pittsburgh, you're on ESPN Radio. Who's your choice? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, what up? Hey, Jay, we are you the best part? Lord, I'm from New Jersey, man. But uh, 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 Kyrie may Kyrie may have something to say about that, brother. <laughs> nah, brother, you better. You bigger and you do everything you do, bro. But um, if the if, if the if if the Chiefs win, we all know Mahomes gonna get it. But if Tampa Bay wins, you got to give it to JPP because he's gonna be coming out there in man. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I I, I said JPP yesterday. He yeah. was your number one guy yeah, in the impact. JPP could, you know, he knows what this moment is like. He's been there. Um, a little something about rushing Brady. He knows a little something about rushing Tom Rushing Brady. He's been there before. He's relentless, especially when you look at the tackle position for Kansas City right now, and they're down, and they're they're playing some backups. So um, that could be that could be a good one. It could you know, be a good it, one. It feeds into the legend so much more if Patrick Mahomes is able to win this game, considering how decimated their O line is. If he's scrambling, throwing bombs, and he beats Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. It just it, it continues to enhance the legend of Patrick Mahomes at the age of 25 years old, which is insane to me. At the age of 43 years old, Albert in California, you went away in on Tom Brady. What do you got? Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, What's just, up, Al, uh, man? What part of Cali are you from? Hey, just throw me the damn ball, man. <laughs> Woo! Tell him, Al. Tell hey, him. 
I, I love that book title. Uh, I'm right. I'm in Central California in the Valley, okay. uh, over near Fresno. Okay. But, but hey, listen, listen. Uh, you know, Keyshawn made a lot of good points about Brady. And uh, hey, by the way, the the MVP, the out of the box MVP, the special teams for the for the uh, Bucks. But but look, you know, this is where I'm coming from. When I was growing up. My guys were not necessarily in this order, but my guys were Johnny Unitas, Willie Mays, and Bill Russell. And I'm not saying that the situation is the same thing, but, you know, Mays went to the Mets late in his career, and he was coming in for a fly ball, and he stumbled. And, man, I tell you, it felt like somebody punched me in the gut really hard. And that's kind of in the back of my mind with Brady – but like I said, it's not the same, but, you know, I, I, Keyshawn made a lot of good points, but, you know, I, I, I'm feeling what Jay Will said about it. You know, I think that, uh, I, I don't know, man, I think it'd be better to bow out gracefully. I'm with you, man. I'm just saying you get a chance to win this one. That's you go out. Nobody can say nothing. Discussion is over forever. It's done. I feel like it's almost that way closely now. But it's it's such a different way to exit the game. So much time left on his clock, though. You don't ever want to look up and say, I left too early. I He's 43 want. years old. That, that, what you think and what he thinks are two different things. Though, I Jack. know. It, but, but, Key, there's something to be said about, look, I, I never played for 15 years in the league. But I, I would think that at the end of the day, if you won championships – if you win MVPs, if you've led men, like there's something to be said about walking off that field on your own terms and walking off of it healthy, healthy. Like, so, cause I feel like that's the only way I can see Tom's career going in a different thing. Like if he gets hurt, like this, that's something to think about, man. It, it, it is Jay. There's no question about it, but you got to understand the mindset of the champion. The champion says, I want more. I'm hungry. I need more. I'm not full. I want more. We're sitting here saying, but, well, man, you got seven rings. You're full. He's going, no, I want to put it out of misery. I don't want anybody. I want to play till I can't play anymore. I don't give a damn. I want 10 rings. I'm putting it out there so far that you'll never be able to catch me. So that's the way. Think about it, man. I, I know. Jerry, Jerry Rice got like 23,000 receiving yards. Think about it. Man, ain't nobody ever going to catch him. Never, no matter how long they play. Because he I, played a very long time, and he was very productive a very long time. I know, Key. I, I, I've been around one of these guys. You've been around one of those guys. Kobe Bryant at the age of 35, retired. Like, I, 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 I get the unlimited appetite that I always need to eat. That also can lead to your demise sometimes, right? It's the gift and the curse. That's why they have that old saying. But, so, but see, I don't think it's a demise with dudes like this, though, man. It ain't. It, it, it just guys like Tom Brady, it just, it, you know, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, LeBron James, like it's just not, it will never affect the way that you look at them because of what they want to do. If it was one of those situations where they were like on the tail end and they weren't good and they just was trying and just like give way to this young dude because you're a progress stopper, that's I mean, a different situation. First of all, there's nobody sitting behind Tom Brady that's going to take Tom Brady's job. So it's, he's not a progress stopper. He's, he's still able to play, and it becomes a year-to-year for him. 
Next year he plays and he's like, well, I'm, I'm leaving. Jordan and, played until he was 40, though, Key. He averaged like 20 points Yeah, a but game. Jordan, Jordan did. He averaged 20 the, points a game Jordan at 40. Did, Jordan did the Wizards a favor. He was part well, owner. Well, he was trying, he was trying to know, own the team. He was trying yeah, to own the team. So it was a different situation, though, Jay. You, Brady ain't there yet. He's not that. Trust me, I'll be the first to tell you when he's there. He is not there yet. He's got a couple more before you start to go. Like Phillip Rivers, he gave it all he had. He gave it everything. This team right now is poised to compete again next year. Think about it. They get Fournette back. They got Ronald Jones back. All the receivers are back. I don't know whether or not Gronk will be back, but O.J. Howard will be back, the tight end out of Alabama that was hurt at the beginning of the season. The defense is stacked back. They'll have draft picks. The coaches are still there. They're ready to go. They're ready to go again next year. So you you don't walk away under, in these situations if you win a championship. That's just my opinion. Quick story here before we get back to Kerry, Jonathan, Gianni. Keep the phone lines full, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The outside the box Super Bowl MVP pick in the spirit we're asking this question because in key Super Bowl championship, Super Bowl 37, Dexter Jackson kind of came out of nowhere, kind of out of left field, cross-board pollination there to win the Super Bowl MVP. Quick story here, and then back to the callers, just one minute. Uh, Jake Baquette, probably a guy nobody's heard of. He oh, was on the Pats uh, in Super Bowl 49. Played at Arkansas. If you're a hardcore fan down there listening to us in the South, he made, he's a third-round pick. He's out of football now. He's in the military went to Georgetown Law. But he was on Twitter earlier this week, and he just relayed a quick story. Again, just a random guy that played with Tom Brady. He went up to him at Super Bowl Forty Nine when they played in Super Bowl Forty Nine together, and he said, hey, man, are you going to retire after you win this game? If you win this game, will you retire? And he told Paquette straight, I'm just getting started. Super Bowl Forty Nine. I'm just getting started. I thought you was going to say he was – who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jake. <McKinnon. laughs> no, I think, I mean, that's fine. I respect that. That's the mentality that the greats have. Yeah. The greats got that. That's the way, you know, unlike me and you and some other, we like, we had enough. Like, no, I, I, didn't not, I didn't have enough. Actually, I didn't have enough. Actually, you had enough. I didn't have enough. You, we all know what happened with you. So I, it's well I know. Documented. Yes. Yes. You know, well documented. <laughs> Knucklehead. I hate you. But but you know, uh, so, yeah. but but you know when you think about it, it's just like it's like a coach. When are you going to retire, Nick Saban? Like give way to somebody? No, because I love doing what I'm doing. I'm going to continue to coach. When are you done, Bill Belichick? No, I'm going to rebuild and I'm going to make a run over the next four to five years. Yeah. That is the way they think. Coach Tom Landry would still be coaching to this day if he could. If it, wasn't for, yeah. if it wasn't for the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones buying the team and saying, you know what, we want to go in a different direction. Sure. I just don't want to see public sentiment turn on Tom Brady. Like, come on, Tom, like, what are you still chasing after? You know what I mean? I, I, I feel like right now it's on an all-time high. Maybe it is that way next year as well if they have a chance to repeat. I'm not saying that's not the case. It just it, it will get to a point. No, it will, it will get all to you a will, point. All, all we will talk about is this, and people will get fatigued. They will get exhausted with that. I'm sure I mean, Tom Brady I, will I, get exhausted as well. It, 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 as long as he continues to keep playing at the level that he's playing at, I ain't got no problem watching him play because I marvel over what he's done and what he's doing I'm and the success you. that he's had. With that being said, 
you know, he's one of one of my favorite four or five quarterbacks that I've had an opportunity to watch play. I'm with you. Indeed. So Tom Brady is looking to continue a brilliant, brilliant career on Sunday. And in another football story, not from continuing, but recontinuing, EA Sports, yes, you may have heard it's in the game, is resurrecting its wildly popular old school college football game. It was paused indefinitely years ago because the game was swept up, as Key would know as a former collegiate student-athlete, swept up in wrangling over the rights of student-athletes and what sort of compensation would be involved in the game if their name, image, and likeness was used. Well, yesterday, EA Sports didn't announce a particularly timeline for the return of the game. They said, though, according to Cam Weber, a top executive there, quote, we are eager to bring a new game to players in the next couple of years. Obviously, collegiate athletes would stand to gain financially from the game's return. Not really sure how we're doing that. Clearly, the NCAA, as Key likes to say, has moved the goalpost a little bit on player compensation. But this game don't was use my name. <laughs> was don't use my name. Wildly popular. Don't use my name. And just hit us Dude, up Zubin. on the uh, Goodyear hotline if you got a thought about this. Like, how pumped are you? What are you willing to do to get this game in your hands? We'll take some calls. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Again, I've been on record. I'm not really a video game guy, but I know a lot of our <laughs> listeners are. Neither am I, I Zubin, I am. as you can tell based on the Pro Bowl, Jay. So, so you Neither go, am I. Go for it, Jay. What is the reaction to this eventual return of an old school, 2013 qualifies as old school now, as an old school classic? It's iconic. I mean, it's iconic. Look, I, I was on the cover not of an EA Sports game, but another game, but it's those are the type of things that you will always remember. It's nostalgia to go back and to play with old rosters and being able to tap into your schools and you know your coaches that you love. I, I think this is a huge opportunity for the NCAA to change the POV of how they think and also to change the perspective of how people have seen an entity that will not let kids eat to a degree. Right? Because this whole thing stopped a while back ago with the Ed O'Bannon uh, court trial, Zubin. That's where that's where it all came from, and eventually it led to uh, them getting to a point where they settled in 2014 with EA Sports and the CLC, where they got about 40 million for name, image, and likeness. So I, I think as the NCAA seems like they've been sitting on their hands with name, image, and likeness, in particular this year, if they were to come to some kind of agreement and partake in that with EA Sports and let some of the kids. And some of the past players whose names, images, and likeness will be using this game to eat off a share of that revenue, I think it's a huge branding opportunity for the NCAA to move forward. It's good for the current collegiate athletes. And like Jay said, whatever uh, alums at those universities or whatever the case is that they would be using name, likeness, and image, don't use my name, likeness, and image until you speak to me. Gotcha. Period. Right, especially because the two states that are really, as Jay knows, leading the charge are actually California and Florida, the former, yep. of course, being your home state. Last thing I would say, there's no coincidence on the timing here. They've always wanted to bring the game back, but I think people that play video games, not me, but people that play video games would know. For the thousand time. <laughs> video games have surged because of the coronavirus pandemic. So a lot yeah. of people are sitting at home, not a lot to do, trying to create their own entertainment. Stupid, you can make millions of dollars off being a professional gamer. I mean, <laughs> Ninja, I mean, so as much as we want to sit here and belittle it, it's turned into a, such a fruitful resource for a lot oh, of people. No, I'm not. Just like I'm a GameStop not, stock. I'm not belittling <laughs> it at all. No GameStop references, please. Don't play it. As you can tell, Bubba Wallace fished me, but it's all good. 
<laughs> I should mention just on the numbers. Think about this number. It, it is mind-boggling. Um, gamers last year spent $175 billion. Listen to this. Huh? There you go. Gamers on software alone. So getting it onto your phone, your computer, your console. Gamers spent $175 billion with a B. On software alone last year, that adds the hardcore, the avid. That's how many people are playing video games, downloading them to every single update. That's on the software. I wonder how much my son spent to that 175 because I'm sure he he plays video games every single day. Well, think about like Apple. Every time there's a new phone out, there's new iPods out, there's new accessories. You always have to update. That's how they get you. Smart. It's unbelievable. It's a story we'll continue to watch Anybody that played collegiate sports is in line for a, doing this all day. for a little B A B A not Bruce Arians guy B A B A up down left <laughs> left Y X A Oh Contra right there Zubin Yes gotcha. I'm used to the one little zzz, 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 pick zzz, zzz. that's Jeez. it We got to get the Nintendo Old 8 man bit off of uh, Jeff Passan's background for the hardcore viewer <laughs> Okay on the way Asteroids man two <laughs> two hundred fifty six <laughs> games all played in seventeen weeks. With just one to go, they said the NFL could never do it. How did they do it? Wednesday of Super Weekend, we are jam-packed. Don't miss Matt Ryan, Justin Jefferson, Chase Young, and Christian McCaffrey, all live and all with me, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Fred in the paint. Catches the pass. Scoops it up and in on a reverse. And Fred Van Vliet with a new franchise record. 54 points in the game. Great performance last night for Fred Van Vliet. In fact, the greatest performance by an undrafted player in NBA history. He went for 54. He also was rewarded with the largest contract for an undrafted player in NBA history. And you're starting to see why. 54 in the Raptors' 123-108 win over the Magic, passing Moses Malone for that particular distinction. What? (laughs) As he once said, how many we need to win? We need fo fo fo. The Nets got one. They didn't get fo. They got one. They also have a big three. They don't have a big foe. They got a big three. The Nets over the Clippers, 124-120 last night. Harden, another triple-double. The Nets have been averaging a mind-boggling 127 points per game since James Harden joined the Nets. That is incredible. It's been about a 10-game span now, and they have, I mean, they're locked in. They're absolutely making it work. Kyrie had a great game at 39 of his own. 
Black History Month rolls on, of course, all month long and every day on the Sports Center update. We are taking you through one of the great moments Jeez, that African Americans have had in sports. Tiger on the screen now on ESPN News looks a little skinny out there. It looks well, really I, I, skinny. It wasn't even the skinny; it's the size of the clothes. <laughs> big old baggy clothes, Tiger wearing. No surprise, Tiger wearing a red shirt in a lot of those because some of those Sundays, including the one in 1997 when he won his first Masters. It's, this isn't even like a Black History Month story. This is one of the greatest stories, I think, in the last 50 years in all of sports, winning by 12 strokes and winning over people that never watched a stroke of golf that tuned in like he did that day on CBS in 1997. And don't watch it now unless he's on. Yes. And we'll hope to see Tiger back soon. Again, he is on the Injury Mend. And Sports Center is brought to you by Mako. Get a refresh with your refund during Mako's tax season event for expert pain and collision repair. Use their contactless services it's as easy as book quote fix Uh oh better get mako visit mako.com today to schedule your free estimate terms and conditions apply but when you got patrick mahomes back there you can stem the curve on that for sure he makes up for a lot of ills looking for super bowl championship number two remember the chiefs going for two in a row they had to wait 50 years between two (laughs) think about that if you're a chiefs fan NFLPA Executive Director Demora Smith joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, there's more driven, and I mean, how, how driven you and the uh, NFL was to get this season completed in the face of a ton of adversity in a second, but I don't want to bury the lead here. Uh, good morning to the birthday boy. What do you want for your 57th birthday? <laughs> Happy birthday, D. Um, uh, <laughs> thank you, fellas. Uh, didn't expect that. Um, what do I want for my birthday? Uh, well, probably it's a family show, so I probably shouldn't jump into anything specific. <laughs> um, you know, let's just, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, look, it's just another great day to be um, to, to be a dad, be a husband. Um, you know, I've got everything anybody would ever want. When you look at things that's going on right now in Tampa Super Bowl, you got two players that have already uh, – tested in in terms of reserve uh, COVID-19 list, what scenarios do you see at all, D, and happy birthday that that they would move the Super Bowl if somebody, more importantly, I guess I would say, one of the quarterbacks tested positive? Well, again, thanks for the the well wishes. I I don't see any scenario um, where we would – agree with the league to move the Super Bowl. I mean, look, we've had a difficult season. You, we've had teams in Cleveland where I think J.C. Treader, um, our, our, our union president, was was breaking down film because they didn't have a coach. We, we saw the Denver Broncos head into a season um, without, without, you know, a number of quarterbacks. Um, I, I think it wouldn't be fair – to the the rigor and the discipline that we've insisted that players have this year um, to to move the Super Bowl. My hope, um, and certainly everybody's hope, is that our players will, will continue to double down, do the great job that they've done uh, all season, and we'll get uh, this fantastic game um, um, kicked off on time. Right now, we're watching one of the biggest stars in our game in Deshaun Watson kind of having conversations about, I don't want to say forcing his way, but having conversations about leaving the Houston Texans and joining another team. What do you say to guys that are now taking control of their careers and not leading it up to leaving it up to the organizations to kind of 
continue to put pro- bad product and executives in places and guys basically don't win, don't have any success, and they get the blame, but instead now they want to get out of there so they can be successful. Yep. Well, you know, I'm talking to a guy who understands the, the, the pressure of that they put on themselves to perform at a high level. Um, and, and probably nobody else um, at that point in the league took ownership of his own destiny than, than somebody like you. Um, you know, we've continually preached, you know, since the day I came into this job in 2009, I, I wanted our men to be um, good men, good businessmen in the business of football. Um, everybody knows that they can play the game at a very high level. Uh, but at the same time, I would expect everyone in this uh, business to, to treat it like a business and certainly enjoy the game. Um, you know, I think back on, on the decisions that he's making right now. When you juxtapose the opportunity that he has right now against somebody like, let's just say, Cornelius Bennett, played for a number of years with the Atlanta Falcons, could not leave because there wasn't really any free agency in the National Football League at the time. Um, um, he leaves uh, Buffalo, goes to Atlanta, has a great career after after free agency. But but think of the fact that right now this young man has an opportunity to shop his wares among a number of teams, figure out the place where he fits the best, um, and and actually be in a place where he can dictate and control his own destiny. Um, there were a lot of players in history who sacrificed a lot uh, to give him that opportunity. And I'm never going to think that that's a bad thing for football. Mm-hmm. D, always excited to have you on the show. I think you're very introspective, and I'm really curious to hear your POV on this one. With seven NFL coaching openings in this round of hires this season, only two have been minor- minorities. One has been black to fill those positions. From somebody in your position with the color of your skin, what are your thoughts on that, and how do you handle that internally? Well, you know, thanks for the question. You know, first, personally, you 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 still look at a great business like the NFL and find yourself in scenarios where it appears that that there's still this um, this this fight to demonstrate that people who look like us belong in the business. Mm. And and so I I look at the the last round of coaching hires, um, certainly not a success story by any stretch. Um, But I want to focus a little bit more on the process than than being outcome determinative. Right. Okay. Yep. So, you know, we've we've had a lot of people in this business, frankly, just to be blunt, um, excuse or cover up or um, um try to do anything than calling this for what it is. There really isn't an accountability system uh, to change and to promote and to increase diversity in the National Football League on all levels. There's very little transparency. Um, Assistant coaches, uh, unlike the players and unlike the referees, uh, don't have a union. Um, and, and so I think when you lack a process of transparency, you don't have an accountability structure, and then you start to look at outcomes. Well, the outcomes aren't the outcomes that I think anyone would consider to be fair, but the only reason we don't have those outcomes is we don't have the right process. 
So, um, you know, the, the NFL has asked the NFLPA to step in um, and assist them in increasing diversity. That's a conversation um, that I intend to have with the league after the Super Bowl. Um, there's there's four or five things that I think would be uh, important in increasing a process for a better outcome. Uh, but one of the things, Jay, that we just have to stop right now, um, there's just too many people who are just be, being too accommodating mm. um, and who have excused this kind of performance over a long period of time. And by the way, that that includes former coaches in the National Football League. That includes organizations that are connected to the National Football League. Um, if you want accountability and you want transparency, um, I, I know every now and then people think that this union fights way too much. But if we're fighting for transparency and accountability and what's fair, I don't mind the fight. So, then, you know, if the first step of that process was the Rooney rule, Right, but that only gets people in the room. It doesn't. It doesn't mandate that they actually hire right. a diverse candidate who is qualified. And what tweaks do you need to make to that? And, and how would you go about that? I'm not sure I would tweak it as much as I would put it in a box, put it on a shelf, and, and just get rid of it. Mm. Um, the The Rooney Rule was a strong suggestion um, without an accountability structure. Um, so, so a couple of things that, that, that I would suggest instead of tweaks would be, um, hire someone with the job title who reports directly to the commissioner, whose job is diversity and inclusion, set up a accountability system where every team has to accept their grading, um, on, on levels of diversity and inclusion, um, make every team hire someone who's in charge of diversity and inclusion. Um, ensure that we start to, to create a better pipeline uh, from college uh, into the pros in order to make sure that we constantly have a group of people who are being groomed and moved into a system uh, like that. Um, remove the barriers to entry. Right now, we still have a system where some coaches, um, either by rule or, or, or by by coercion, feel like they have to go to the owner in order to ask to apply for a job at another team. And when it comes to transparency, um, none of us on this show knows what every coach or assistant coach in the National Football League is paid. We don't know what the benefits packages are. They don't know what those things are between them. So imagine a world where you can't go on um, um, uh, a website and find out whether you should apply for a job because you know exactly how it's being measured against the one that you currently have. Um, it's very hard to have outcomes that we would expect if you don't have a process of accountability and transparency that gets you there. So um, those are the things that I, I look forward to talking with the league um, after the season. By the way, most of these things are things that um, the league's partners and, and other uh, uh, corporations in the country have done uh, for years. I just think that instead of us um, trying to latch and, and wrap our arms around tweaking a rule that hasn't worked, let's just engage um, and supercharge a process that's designed to work.
D, we got to run, but I just want to quickly mention one thing that I just wanted to say here, really not much of a question, but just a statement. I think one of the things that people are underrating with the job that you did is the dueling constituencies that you had. You wanted players to opt out just because they weren't healthy. Then there were players that were immunocompromised. They wanted to opt out. Then the Titans did something probably irresponsible and affected the Steelers. And you've got to answer to all 1,760 guys, 55 guys on 32 teams. So I commend you for the job that you did because it's really unwieldy. It can be very, very difficult, different guys, different money, different priorities, single guys, dads, families, all that stuff. So it was an amazing job by you. You couldn't have done it without the league. I know sometimes you guys are at loggerheads, but on this one, everybody came together in an incredible... <laughs> Occasionally, you do like to fight, as you said earlier. You guys did an amazing job. <laughs> I'll let you go on that. I know what you mean Thank by you that. <laughs> Happy 57th. Enjoy the day. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Dude. All right, D. I just wanted to mention that. I thought that was something that's really important. That's, that's a lot of different people with a lot of different Ooh. angles and agendas, and he was able to bring it together really well. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. On the way, this will be good. You thought the Jared Goff story was over on Sunday night? No way. Two teams went all in on the 2016 draft, and both might be busted. Wait till you hear this from Goff. More Super Week 2021 coming up next with Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I think we know where Key stands on it. Welcome back. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow, the old Chiefs head coach, Dick Vermeil, to Atungavailoa, and the voice of the Tampa Bay Bucks, Gene Dekaroff. He's warming up those pipes to say for the second time, maybe. Yes. The Tampa, Bay Bucks. The, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Bucks are the Super Bowl champions. You, you know, you, yeah. you said something there. You said, you know where I stand on it. I've talked to a number of NFL personnel executives at the high level just over the last several days since this whole Jared Goff Stanford thing, uh, Matthew Stafford thing has been going on. Um, and I've talked to other people just in general. And we had Mike Tannenbaum, Mike Tannenbaum, former general manager, on yesterday, I think it was, or the day before. And he said pretty much the same thing. Like, is it, like, is it that big of a jump? Mm-hmm. Are we going from – a very bad, bad quarterback to Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Tom Brady. Like, are we, you know, is it massive upgrade, massive upgrade, or is it just a tick? And is a tick good enough to ultimately get you to the Super Bowl? And if it is, then it's a great move. 
But if you're in a divisional round in a wild card playoffs and you lose and you go home, or even if you got to the Super Bowl and you lost, it's the same thing. Again, Goff, four years, three playoffs, one Super Bowl appearance. And as Jay has said, he does admire, and I think many people do, that the Rams have gone all in. They're moving all in away, of course, from Jared Goff. So if Coach McVay is listening in uh, Los Cabos, Mexico, where apparently I've been seeing uh, all over the place, he's hanging out with his uh, fiance. This one's for you, Coach McVay. Here we go. Jared Goff to Sam Farmer, great NFL writer for the Los Angeles Times, on the move to move on. Quote, as the quarterback, as the guy that's at arguably the most important position on the field, if you're in a place that you're not wanted and they want to move on from you, the feeling's mutual, Goff told the Los Angeles Times. He went on to say, quote, you don't want to be in the wrong place. It became increasingly clear that was the case, end quote. Increasingly clear he was in the wrong place, Keith. You, you, you know, you're, you're not in the wrong place till you're in the wrong place, right? Two years ago, hey, I love you, Zubin. We're great. Here's a new contract. Two years later, get out. I don't like you. You fumble too much. You, you throw the ball away. I, I, get, I get what coaches see, and they do. I understand it, and I learned it from Bill Parcells in my career, and Evan, our producer, will remember this. Adrian Morrell, running back that we had uh, in 1997, was good. Adrian rushed for, I don't know, 1,300, 1,400 yards? A lot. A lot of yards. <laughs> But then we went and got a Hall of Famer that essentially rushed for the same amount of yards, Curtis Martin, Mm -hmm. as Adrian Morrell. We traded and we got Curtis and we paid him big money, and I couldn't really understand it. But for whatever reason, Coach Parcell said he's going to give us something that we don't have. And I'm looking, I'm going, that's the same guy. Mm -hmm. But when I got Curtis, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what this is. He's a – Different back that does different things, and he dominates at a different stage in a different way than Adrian Morrell. So, therefore, it kicks us over the top. I got it. And so, when I look at the Stafford thing, I understand what Sean may have seen. There's one or two games that they probably could have won, Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets. If he has Matthew Stafford, there's those W's now, and maybe they're in a different seating and now maybe they have home field advantage throughout the playoffs instead of going on the road. So I get all of that. But I also have to look at the body of work of Matthew Stafford. Statistically, yes, he throws for a million yards at Detroit. They're behind all the time. You're going to throw for a million yards. That's what happens in a passing league. But can he take his skill set to a team that may have better offensive weapons with an aging offensive line and give you what you're looking for, Jay. Look, man, I, I, I commend Jared Goff on the way he handled that interview in a day and age where a lot of people say exactly what's on their mind. I think he was very professional and strategic with that approach. And, and Key, I agree with the latter point that you made. You know, in, in, in any given Sunday, if, it's, if this is a game of inches, that tick better, maybe with a better arm, but maybe just with the way he leads. I feel like that was the one thing, I, and I don't know because I don't know internally how people deem Jared Goff, but the way I hear people talk about Matthew Stafford is that from a leadership perspective, it feels different. And sometimes that leadership style could be the thing that gets you over the edge. Lastly, I would just, I agree with everything you guys said. There's something about McVay when you have the league's top ranked defense and you're the innovator and you're 18th in scoring, that's going to tick off a guy like that. 
On the way, Sean Payton has faced the Bucks and the Chiefs this year. The Saints head coach will join us when we return. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.